Welcome to Talking Baseball. We have such a fun conversation with Cole Tucker coming up. Are you really excited? Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. We've got Jake here. We've got Trevor here. Producer BBD's with us. And we just ended a conversation with Cole Tucker, young pirate stud, made his debut last year, had a good spring, tearing it up. One of the more energetic, charismatic players probably baseball has right now. Just an absolute blast of a conversation. All right, guys? Right, Trev? I have this feeling inside of me right now that I did not have before we talked to him. Mm. You know, we had a little powwow before this and it was a serious conversation. And then Cole Tucker comes on and steals the show and just the positivity that he emits is just, it's awesome. And like, I'm, yeah. I, I hope it comes across in the podcast because I'm feeling great now. I'm like a huge Cole Tucker fan now. I mean, that guy, when he, because he went live with uh, the Jonas brother yesterday as we record this, and it was kind of one of those funny things. I think we all giggled and were like, okay, Cole, Cole Tucker going live with the Jonas bro. What, what's this all about? Then you hear Cole Tucker talk, and you're like, get this person in front of every Major League Baseball fan, anyone who likes sports, anyone who likes anything. The dude is like a ray of sunshine. Yes. Um, and just like Trevor, you said it towards the end of the episode, but you're like, dude, you got a good head on your shoulder. He must hear that all the time. He must think that's something that people say that, to people a lot. Yeah, that's just like a how's the weather conversation. Yeah, because uh, he really does, man. And he's he's just a good dude. And dude, the way he like he appreciated you. He before we went on, he was talking about some of the guys he liked. He was in his childhood bedroom with just like posters on the wall and stuff. Um, and just his outlook on the game, everything like this. That's the, when you hear scouts and stuff talk about like drafting guys and like when they mention their persona or personality or captain material, like that's the guy. Yeah. That's it was awesome. I, I, so just strap in. I mean, we talked about a lot of baseball and actual baseball approach and, you know, strategic baseball stuff. We also talked about him, <laughs> living in a basically uh, uh, apartment compound that condo compound that with just nothing but MLB players. And I think you're really going to enjoy the insight there. So be ready to be happy. All right, before we throw it to Cole Tucker, this interview is brought to you by coverage gear. You've heard us talk about him. You've seen me wear the hat for like eight months in a row. Now got the baseball on it. They, got, they probably got Pirates hats. If you're a Pirates fan, they probably got Pirates hats. They got every team. They're subtle. Just a little player number, a little saying, a little something. They're fully licensed with MLBPA, coveragegear.com. I'm going right now, Jake. I'm going to see. Do they got Pirates hats? Dude, I, I'm doing the exact same thing. If they have a Cole Tucker hat, I'm getting one right now. They got – I mean, if they don't, we know the owner. and We can we say know put up, we put up a – they don't. They got Bonds, Clemente, PNC and Park. Okay. If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys. Bobbin. Dave Parker. Dave Parker. Just, wow. Yeah. So they got they got you covered. They got every team. They got little inside jokes. They got hats. They got whatever you need. If you use discount code John Boy, you get twenty percent off or your order completely free. One or the other. 
So go check them out, and uh, we'll have them put co-talker hats on. I'm getting one now. I'm texting the guy. Right now. Okay. Right now. We need it. And here is Cole Tucker. We are joined by fourth Jonas brother and potential babysitter for Trevor Williams, Cole Tucker. Cole Tuck, what's up, dude? I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, let me start by saying there's a way better chance of me becoming a Jonas brother than Trevor ever letting me be around his kids on Super Bowl. <laughs> he said he was tapping you in. We had him on the show. He was like, yeah, he's we're going to have him babysit. Wow. I'm honored. I love his kids. Uh, his oldest son, Ike, always comes by the field and hangs out in the clubhouse. Um, which I'm super jealous of because uh, I wish I could do that when I was four years old. But, like, I don't think he'd ever actually let me be responsible for him. But I'm glad that he told you guys that because maybe I'm moving up in his world. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you'd be, like, the most fun babysitter of all time. I mean, a, like a big <laughs> leaguer, like just a ball of joy and energy. Like, that's every kid's dream right there. So yes. let's go, Trev. Yeah, I'm, glad. I'm glad you think that. You let's have kids, go. right? I got you can babysit my kids whenever you want, please. Coming over. <laughs> <laughs> please, I need it. Man. Yeah, man. What's How's up? life going? Just yeah. bored as hell, like the rest of us? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I've been driving uh, my family crazy, obviously. Um, my little brother's on the other side of this phone. He is kind of like a big time hotshot draft prospect right now. So I've been kind of helping oh, him nice. navigate through all that. Um, and uh, just working out, trying to stay ready and hope we get back to normalcy and playing baseball sometime soon. But kind of same as you guys. I miss it so much. And uh, I hope we get back to normal soon. Man, What's that like? Last... Like, what kind of advice are you giving him? Like, what are you telling him? Um, honestly, like, my draft experience was way different than his. I mean, we were both high school seniors, both shortstops. But I got to play and ball out my whole senior year. And he played yeah. three games and, like, did really well and was a name and a lot of people knew him like there were like 40 50 scouts at all his games um and he did really well but he didn't have the longevity of his senior year that i did which kind of blows but um he did a really good thing that not a lot of people know about well scouts know about it but he worked out every week in the off season like all fall all winter and leading into the spring he sent out an email to like the scouting bureau saying hey i'm going to be at mount point high school every sunday working out and that was like the biggest thing for him because we didn't know his senior year was going to get cut short, but all these cross checkers and scouts and all these people were out there able to get their hands on him and ask him questions and see him work. So honestly, that was probably the biggest thing for him. But um, I like where he's at. I mean, he's got a really good chance to go pretty high. Um, so nice. I'm, I'm obviously his biggest fan, but I, I think he could go really well for him. What's his game like? Is it similar to yours? Yeah, kind of. Uh, he'll tell you that it's way better than mine because he's a shithead, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It, That's the right attitude. Similar. I mean, he's a tall, lanky shortstop. He's a little more compact than me. Like, I'm like 6'4", 200. He's like 6'2", 180. So he's not as, like, noodly and disgusting like me. But he's still fast. <laughs> he's still strong. He's got a better swing and more thump than I had in high school. But um, I play, like, a little rangier and a little faster than him, if, if you will. All right. That's okay. cool. And he no, doesn't talk as much. I, I want to. Well, then I hate him because I, I, I love the way you talk. Um, yeah. And I'm. I, let's. I, I've got so much I want to talk with you, and I feel like we. Th this is going to be a long, fun one. Uh, you oh, yeah. you mentioned some of your noodly stuff. I'm I'm looking at the minor league stats, and I didn't realize that you got swipes like that. You've had 137 minor league stolen bases. What's? And then I look at last season, Cole. What's up, dude? Did they put the brakes on you? 
Uh, yeah, when I got called up there, I just kind of got the red light. And Damn. The, every, everybody except for Marte pretty much did last year. Um, <laughs> but this that will be back. That, that's still a part of my game, my skill okay. set. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can run. That's no secret. It was really annoying uh, in the minor leagues just because I'd, I'd, like, walk or hit a single and just get picked off, like, six times. And then they'd pitch <laughs> and then get picked the off worst. six times and then pitch. So I didn't really miss that last year. I liked being able to breathe over there a little bit. But um, that will be back. Um, we were talking all spring training before we got shut down um, with our new uh, base running coach and our new manager. Like, we want to be aggressive. We want to be on the attack because we don't have that guy that's going to – where we, we have, like, one guy who's going to go out and hit 40 home runs a year, and that's Josh Bell. But, like, we don't have that Minnesota Twins lineup where everyone's hitting 30, and we've got to piece some stuff together in Pittsburgh. And, that, and that's good because we have a lot of guys with athleticism and with speed. So um, I look forward to being a part of that. And uh, – it's going to be back. I'm going to be running again. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Good. Yeah. I mean, Jake made me go look, not even, uh, not even a caught stealing or stolen base so zero attempts. I yeah, had like a red light. I, I <laughs> went once on a hit and run and, uh, I think like Frazier popped it up or something, but like, yeah, we got the clamps put on. It was weird. Damn. Yeah. But That's you know, so like weird. You're, you're 22 years old and you, you just got to the big leagues and you're like, all right, well, I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm not running through red yeah. light. Like in the minor leagues, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> coach let's move but i mean you're just trying to like stay and get in where you fit in uh and not ruffle any feathers so that's what i did but i mean it is what it is but i definitely feel like i'm gonna have the liberty and freedom to get back on it again this year which is which is you, did you even did you just like stop looking across the diamond like at first were you looking over like come on come on and just red light <laughs> yeah or was at it first just... i was like because like when i first got called up i was hitting lead off and i started hitting like seventh and eighth and then like when you're going seventh and eighth like you're not really running because the pitcher's behind you but hitting lead off i was like yo i'm fast like let me run have my helmet fly off and all that shit like let's go <laughs> but <laughs> but it took a while <laughs> but it's such you know, a lost art form man like they were letting me run you guys came out and saw a game or two like we were we were running like crazy in spring so that's kind of exciting that's cool that you guys were practicing it and then going to implement it because you said you don't necessarily have a bunch of power hitters on that team. Yeah. We, my last spring training, we had this big emphasis on base running and stealing bases. And then, you know, you watch the season, no one's stealing bases. No one's aggressive on the base pass because that's just kind of how a new age team operates. It's all about extra base hits and homers. But I, I think as a player and like, and as a defender, I mean, if you got guys that are like going to be taking extra bases or stealing bases, it puts you at a disadvantage on defense and it's, it's a really integral part of the game that is kind of gone by the wayside a little bit the last couple of years. So I would love if you guys started stealing and putting pressure again. That, that's, that sounds like baseball to me. No, I agree. And like being a shortstop, being someone who plays in the middle of the field, like if you're say last year, we played the diamondbacks, they run like a lot and that's why they're good. They're aggressive. Obviously they can swing it. Marte's a beast. Nick Ahmed's a beast. Uh, all those guys are really, really, really good. Escobar, like they rake, but they also play with that edge and that, yeah. Uh, aggressiveness on the base pass like Gerard Dyson who's on our team now plays them I feel like every time he would get on base the pitcher's freaking out I'm freaking out the second baseman's freaking out the catcher's freaking out like it makes it really hard to be ready for the ball to be hit at you because you're expecting to go to second base anytime now for like a throwdown um so I think being on the other side of that if we could do that and put the pressure on other teams it's going to make us a way better team in the long run and it seems like everyone's on board with that do you know do you know Sheltie from Minnesota I wasn't there with him. I, you know, I didn't, I, he wasn't there in Tampa either. I just missed oh, him I, both times, but I know gotcha. who he is. And uh, I think yeah, you guys got awesome. a good one. And, and they're all about it. Like 
that they're all about it. We're going to be aggressive. And especially like with this season being shortened, no one's like expecting us to do anything like that's no secret, but it's going to be a sprint and we feel like we have a really good young team and we're going to try to go out and, and turn some heads and make some things happen. Yeah. That's pretty exciting for teams. Like, like you guys who are middle and like kind of changing things up or like yeah. you said, the expect no one's picking you guys to like win the division or anything, but in the shortened season, <laughs> it's almost like that's the rallying call, right? Yeah. Like, hey boys, let's do it. Totally. Totally. I was on a zoom call just like this one uh, with the, with all the infielders the other day. And like, yo, like once we go, it's going to happen. Fit, it's going to happen really fast the team that's going to be ready to jump out the gate and have a really good first month is going to probably find themselves in the playoffs. So let's make sure that's us. Um, well, so, yeah. I mean, I'm taking my ground balls I'm hitting, I'm running, I'm throwing all that stuff and uh, getting more out of like weight training shape, which I hate. I hate working out. It's no secret, but, uh, and getting like into like super duper baseball shape and getting ready to go on that. So my swing feels good. feel good throwing. I feel good catching. And uh, I'm really excited to get back if, and when we do, I really, really hope that we do. <laughs> Let's do. Yeah. Man. What was what was last April like for you? Like you broke camp, you're in AAA, and then I just want to hear the whole path because not only do you get called up in April, so pretty early. I don't know if you're expecting that, but you're also first game, your leadoff hitter. Like, did you find out all of these in waves, or were they like, hey, you're playing tomorrow, you're leading off? Because I feel like both are exciting tidbits to learn. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely both exciting tidbits. So yeah, like end of spring training. Um, go to AAA in Indianapolis, have a really good first like 17 games or whatever it was I played. I, I don't even know, but I know I got called up on April 20th and uh, 420. I get, or, so I get the phone call from Brian Esposito, who's my AAA manager, who I love and adore. And um, he's like, Hey dude, like you're going to Pittsburgh, you're leading off tomorrow, you're playing short, go get them. Don't change anything. Uh, I got there, didn't change anything, did really well, like hit the homer first game. Um, and that was like all well and good. And then I still didn't change anything. And then the league changed. And then I got like my face kicked in and then I had to change. And then I went back to AAA uh, in like June, June-ish. And then had to like revitalize my game and figure out how I was getting attacked in the big league so that when I went back there, I was going to have to adjust. And I feel like I really did. Like there was a point, I think last year I was hitting like 156 and I was in Cincinnati. Some dude was like talking crazy shit to me from the, from the like first row, Joe Musgrove and Ray Searage had to like be restrained from like going after this guy. Like I was getting it pretty good. Damn. And then <laughs> I finished up the year hitting like 211 or something. And I'm so proud of that because it was so bad. And then in September, when I came back, I was just raking, like killed it. Felt really good about where I was at and uh, like had a really good month. I had a meeting with our with our analytics guy in spring training, a guy named Tim. And he's like, dude, if you do what you did in September for like a sustained period of time, and that's like your average, that's your normal. And, that, and we believe that's who you can be. Like, you're an all-star. Like, we just have to bottle that up. And I feel like <laughs> I really learned a ton about myself in the game in September this offseason and then into spring training, like, that body of work feels really good to me. And I feel like that's something that I can sustain and that's who I can be. Um, and I'm really excited about my upside and, and what I can bring to my game and bring to the team and bring the pirates. Cause uh, if I do that, I'm going to play for a really long time, have a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm really yeah, excited about that, but that was a really long winded answer. I'm sorry, but that's, yeah, I gotta go. Story. I gotta go back on some things too, because like, I don't know, it's gotta be rare to lead off in your debut at bat. 
Like you don't get to watch any of your teammates like see the pitcher. Oh, you don't get to shaking. ask. You're shaking. Up. Yeah, you, you don't get to like you know what's this guy got? What's he? You know you don't get any of that. Yeah. And then you have to give the report to the other guys afterwards. Like that's such a bizarre thing for me to be a debut leading off the game. Yeah, totally. If if I could draw it up, that's how I'd want it. Just because like probably ninety nine percent of my minor league at bats came in the leadoff spot. Like that's where I'm most comfortable hitting. But you've also never played the major league game before, and that's nerve wracking and exciting and crazy. But it's uh, it was just like exhilarating. And I, I was so excited about it just because I, I kind of relish in that, but it was weird. Like, all right, well, I didn't get to see him throw to anybody else. And I know who Derek Holland is. He's the guy who pitched. Who's also ironically on my team now, but I, I was like tripping. I was like, I got to swing at the first pitch, right? Like it's yeah, going to be I, ask. I got to, I'm pretty sure I swung and missed at the first pitch. Um, <laughs> and then it. I think I got to a one, one count and I lined out to left field to Gerardo Parra who I grew up liking because he played for the D-backs and won a gold glove in right field. But I murdered that ball, and it was caught. And I was like, I'm never going to get a hit here. Major leagues are hard. <laughs> and then my second at bat, I punched out. Uh, long at bat, I think it was like 2-2 two, two or 3-2 three, count. Punched out. I think it was the third out of the inning. It's weird how you remember stuff about this day that happened over a year ago, but it's kind of a big deal. And then third at bat, hit the, hit the homer, and we ended up winning, getting rained out. And best day of my life. Awesome. I mean, there was like... I remember hearing the story from someone, maybe because I made the video on it, so I read a lot of comments yeah. on it, but there was like a thunder strike right before you're at bat, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, yeah. Some so shit out of a movie. It was like the pitch of it. So there was like a thunder strike, like lightning, and I'm from Arizona. It rains like three and a half days a year here, so I'm not really used to that. And <laughs> I, I went out there, and I'm like digging in, and I heard it, and it like startled me, and I stepped out, and uh, I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Everyone's like, oh, the natural. Ooh. And then I get <laughs> mm-hmm. back in, heater up and away, hit it to dead center. I'm like, wow, that was really cool. Like, that's I wonder awesome. if anyone else noticed that it thundered or lightninged or whatever. <laughs> and apparently everyone did. But that video was so cool. John Boy, that's actually how I like heard about you. Everyone's like, have you seen this video? This guy's awesome. And then here we are now. Your dad had some pretty easy, easy lips to read too. And I think it was like, you know, that's the type of video that, you know, we'll give like a little watery eyed chills, just like dad proud as hell yeah. screaming and yelling. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, and like, my dad you guys so go, animated and goofy. My, my little brother's right here. He's like, you're talking to John boy. <laughs> this whole time. He had no idea. Is he in that video? Is he uh, with he your parents? He, you're in that video that he made, right? Yeah. You want to come say hi? This is going to be on say the Hi. Yeah, this is Carson. What up, Carson? Good man. Good, I've good. seen you play online, man. I've been following Coach Tuck. He's he's put some stuff out of you, man. We're excited to see what you do at the next level, man. Sorry about your season it. this year. No, it's, it's all good. I appreciate it though. Thank you. Are are you beating Are you beating Big Bro's draft position? Is there like are, Do you guys have money on that or what? For what beating this position? My draft position. Like where you like going higher? Yeah, there's a chance. There's a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're a clown. I, I hope that happens, obviously. Like, no ego involved at all. I'll be doing backflips. Like, everyone's talking about June 10th being, like, the cutoff date to go back, and that's the draft day. So I, I have this sick feeling in my stomach that I'm not going to be able to be here for it, which is all right. Like, I wouldn't be anyway in a normal year, but it would be cool to be here with the family and enjoy that day, you know? Yeah. But you just pull a Zach Granke. He was like, you know, I'll show up two weeks late to camp. I didn't <laughs> know I could do this. I, I, I'm a, I'm a sneaky, huge Zach Granke fan. I love, I just love everything about him. All the stories you read and like just his persona 
and the dude rakes. Like, we were playing the D-backs in Arizona last year. It's quick Zach Granke story. Sorry, I'm – You're good. Bro. Roll with it. But, this is what uh, <laughs> podcasting is. Yes. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And he hits a double. This dude, like, was a homer shy of the cycle or something this game, and he, like, two hit us or whatever. And um, he hits a double, comes into second base, stand-up double, and just looks at me and just comes in, hands on his hips, and he goes, hey, Logan White wanted to draft you. And, like, <laughs> Logan White works for the Padres now, but he used to work for the Dodgers. He's, like, a high-up executive who does his draft stuff. And it was just so weird that in the middle of, like, kicking our ass that day, he had the wherewithal to remember me when I was in high school and put that all together. It was just – I was just very impressed by it. That's awesome. That's funny, man. It's probably like, oh, I humans talk to each other when they get the second base. What do I know about this guy? Crazy, <laughs> here's right? my here's yeah. my one fact. Yeah, and it you does hear so much like about him. like what an enigma he is, and like he he might not talk. He does talk. He doesn't show up. He does show up. So I was just like, wow, that's I'm blown away. Trevor, are you There's, are are you just going down kind of memory lane? I mean, I'm I'm looking at a couple first round draft pick potentially Carson infielders. And, you know, young guys that came out of high school and, you know, what's going through your head? Are you saying, you know, next time you're in Toronto, come in before 2 a.m.? Are you saying next time you're in Toronto, stay out after 2 a.m.? Like what? What's going through your head? What's your advice, Tucker boys? What's your advice? I love that you already know, like, that you need to make adjustments because that's the biggest thing is guys will get to the big leagues. They'll think they are good enough and then stop working or like, or like trying to get better. But you already have talked about how like, you know there's a, a, a adjustment made, you need to adjust, you think you did some of that. It's just gonna be a constant adjustment period your entire damn career. As long as you play, right? And you just gotta be like, you just gotta know that. Like, you know, like go ahead and like, if you get too big for shortstop, third base is there. Like there's all these yeah. things you're gonna have to adjust throughout your career. But the best thing that you guys have going for you is like this, like positive attitude and there's nothing better for a baseball player than to be positive every day because the game will beat you down and if you're not positive or confident you're just gonna lose so i love it dude i fucking love talking to you i love following you on (laughs) social and stuff because you are just like like uh you smile a lot and you make people feel good love that i needed that today so that's why like these guys knew about 15 minutes ago i was not smiling and here i am i I'm, I love I'm that. I love that. Well, so am I. So am I. I was on that union call. And I was like, this is just like hard, man. But this is way more fun. I can do this all day. I'm super jealous of you guys' job. Like you guys sit around and talk about baseball and shoot the shit all day. I can't wait to like be 40 years old one day and be done with baseball and do that. So hopefully you guys. We'll, we'll like send you a mic right now. Yeah, dude. You're, you you're ready. I said we'll send you a mic right now. You Deal. Do a career. That's another that's another piece of advice. Like don't wait until your career is over to find interest Market in other yourself. things. Like people and I had this told to me, people are way more interested in you when you're a current baseball player than when you're a former baseball player. So oh, like, you yeah. could talk to anybody right now. I mean you just have fucking Joe Jonas on with you. Yeah, dude. What was that? What how can't was talk that? about that? But like just know yeah. that like right now is a great time for you to go make relationships outside of baseball as well. Which seems like for sure, doing. for sure. The, the one thing that I am, like, aware of and don't want to, like, push any boundaries and everyone be like, oh, like, this kid is not focused on baseball. But in all reality, I was just, like, sitting at my kitchen table for, like, 30 minutes. And I, yeah. like, I still got my workout and I still hit. I still took my ground balls. But 
I don't want to come across as like unfocused, but I totally get that. And I have interests outside of baseball and I'm like a well-rounded person, believe it or not. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, no, I, you got I Jake agree beat. with you because yeah. like one day I won't be able to have the luxuries and the lifestyle that I'm living right now. Cause this doesn't last forever. Like you play 10 years, you're a superstar and you were yeah. great and super lucky. So I understand that, but uh, I really like what you said about making adjustments. And last year when I first got there, I was like, I was just hitting like 340 in AAA. I'm balling. I just hit a homer my first game. I'm on the Colin Cowherd show. Like, I don't have to fix anything. Life's great. <laughs> and then like the heater up and in came around and I was like, I was an out. So, um, and I totally understood that. And I've worked a ton with my hitting coach because defensively I did pretty well. And I feel like I held my own um, at shortstop, but like offensively, I was a liability there for a little bit. And I really needed the game to teach me that that it like just what you're saying that it is a constant game of adjustments and that those are going to keep happening whether i'm 22 or 42 no matter how long i play that's going to be a thing was was there a pitch like you'd always hear you know you know fastball up and in you're saying it was like that came around you're like shit but was there a breaking ball or a pitcher that you stepped in the box against where you just had a moment you're like well that's different never seen that nasty shit down at triple a yeah um facing walker bueller was like that it just looked like he was just handing the ball to russell martin <laughs> um who else josh Hader, the first time i faced him Oof, got a hit off him well, in september God. though wow so. <laughs> <laughs> um, love that uh ryu for the dodgers he's with toronto now last year had that like two month span where he gave up like two yeah runs he was Nasty. disgusting i was like he's not missing a spot ever um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there, the, everyone says like the biggest jump is like going to double a and that is just not true. Like going to the big leagues is by yes. far the hardest jump. Um, you guys all know that you're not stupid, but it was crazy to really see that firsthand. And when you mess up or when you don't have success, like everybody's watching and there, it's not like you can have like that shitty day game in double a where like. There's 14 people in stands and your mom was busy. So she didn't even watch. And she asked you how it went. You're like, Oh, it's great. Um, yeah. No, everyone's watching and you're at Wrigley field and there's 30,000 angry drunk Cubs fans screaming at you when you suck. Oh, yeah. You know? um, yeah. The, the set, the, the saying I remember someone saying about like, you know, you can't graduate from the MLB. Like you can't be too good for you be good, too good for double A, too good for triple A, but you have guys that, you know, win the MVPs every year and win the Cy Youngs and, they're just literally on a different level yeah. than, you know, rookies or people coming in. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's so nuts. Like there are, they're, they're just in that league still. It's yeah, crazy. Totally. Um, speaking of guys who are in different leagues, um, last week, um, me glass now and Cody Bellinger were just sitting on the couch, watching music videos, hanging out. And we were talking <laughs> what a about crew. How, at, oh. at, well, Cody lives next door and glass's parents just moved here. So we're all out here working out, hanging out. And we were sitting on the couch and talking about how all of us have really struggled at one point in our career and how we know that we're better for it now. Like Cody won rookie of the year and then an 18 wasn't very good, got platoon, like got benched or whatever, and then needed that experience to bounce back and win the MVP this year. Glass, when he was with Pittsburgh, like really, really, really struggled. He's like, I had a 70 RA one year. Like I was horrible. And he's like, I got called up. Like I knew I didn't have it. And now he's a baller. He's going to be an all-star for a long time. Like it is. And we were talking about how we think it is important for everyone at whatever level that happens to you to go through that, to know what the game is demanding of you so you can have success going forward. And I, I super believe that. Like I, I tell my little brother all the time, he's 
18 and thinks he's hot shit and he's never struggled in his life. But at some <laughs> point, whether that's in high A or the big leagues or wherever, he's going to reach that at some point. And I, I want him and everyone that plays baseball to understand that. And that's okay because you're going to grow from and be a better player in the long run. I, I love that, but I got to paint. I got you. I need you to paint the scene of Glass and Bellinger and you guys. What are, what music videos are you flipping through? Yeah, wait, you were just watching music videos? What is this, like 1995? <laughs> yes. like, what are we doing here? We do that all the time. We flip, on, uh, we flip on YouTube. Like, we ate dinner, and then we were just sitting there chilling. We, we were flipping through, like, uh, we, we love Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. There's this one live performance from 2004, 4th of July in Buffalo, New York, that we hammer. We beat the hell out of it. Yes. Uh, anytime we're anywhere, we play that. Like, I mean, that is not future. what I would have known. Yes. Wait, is it, abs- is it raining in that video? It's raining. You yes, I've video. seen that. That's yes. an awesome video. <laughs> you know it. Yes. Oh, yeah, that is a good yeah. video. <laughs> if you ever run into Cody, any of you guys, please ask him about Iris. He always says he's going to name his dog Iris or his daughter Iris. That is good, <laughs> Either or. Either yeah, or. That, we're watching, we're watching Young Thug, Future, what, and, and anything under the sun. We're watching Rage Against the Machine. We're on it. Everything. Those are fun. So what are they just playing in the rain? Yeah. They're, the Irish yeah, ones? It's July and it's the last show, last song of their set. And it's like pouring rain. Everyone, <laughs> it looks like Woodstock. And they're from. Are people like singing along? What was that? Oh, yeah. Because I love videos of live concerts where even if I don't like the song that much, if the crowd is just singing every single word, and there's two that I always go to. There's one, which is, um, so, what's that song by uh, okay. Sally? Sally. So Sally can win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what the really Oasis. Oasis. Sally. It's, um... Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. They play it in Portugal. They don't even speak English there. And the whole crowd's singing every single word. And Noel Gallagher just starts crying (laughs) because he's like, how do you guys know all these words? That's cool. I love that. The video that Cole's talking about fits into one of my many shower theories or when I get high and make theories. There's a (laughs) level of shit show when you cross over that ledge that just becomes awesome. It used to be when we were in college, Jimmy, it was day glows. People would go to Dayglow, and you knew you were going to get covered in paint and everyone was going to be messed up, that people just had these crazy times. And that's exactly what that the, the YouTube video is because it's pouring so much that anyone there has already committed to just being soaked and having a time, <laughs> and the place goes nuts. It's an awesome, that's great beautiful. video. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I want to go to Dayglow yeah. right now. <laughs> is, there is no energy like a live concert where everyone's on the same page the, the energy that's in those buildings you can't replicate and yeah. that's something like dude i mean obviously baseball brings that to some people you know music like i just said does now we're like kind of in this world where that may not happen for quite some time and that's that's one of the worst parts about all this is like that community yeah. that you get to have at these events is gone yeah i know so i need that I back man it. I miss that's my whole off season is like planning where and what concerts I can go to. And I'm going to, I'm going to miss that a lot. <laughs> well, hey, well that's, I love this. This is a great question. Give me your top, what top two concerts you ever been to top three. Ooh. Um, I got to, I got to see red hot chili peppers from side stage a couple of years ago, which was pretty wow. amazing. I'm a huge where fan at? of theirs. Um, that's Jake's favorite. That's Jake's only band he likes. Like, I, I'm, start, I'm starting to like you so much, I dislike you. 
So that's where we're <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Where was the show at? Don't do that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is like, who just blew me away. Um, my favorite band is probably 311, but I've seen them like 25 times. It's a weird kind of obsession thing. Sure. Um, so they're up there. I saw, I've seen Kanye West on like the, the Yeezus tour, the show with like the mountain. I saw him and Kendrick Lamar together That's a couple of awesome. times. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. I go to concert, like big, small, fat, tall. I, I love it. Um, the only band that I have never seen because I'm too young uh, or I, when they were together is Rage Against the Machine. And they were coming back this year. I know. And I was going to see them on an off day in St. Louis. And now it's not happening. Uh, yeah, dude. Brutal. But I, I, I worship them. And I, I hate that the one year they were going to come back, this whole thing happened. But it's all good. I see the Rage Against the Machine drummer at breakfast frequently. He goes to the same spot I go to. And really? every single time I see him, I'm like, oh my God, that's the that's the drummer for Rage. It's like Brad one of those Wilk, things, dude. man. Brad Wilk. That's so it's sick. insane. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, well, he's a national treasure. Make sure you got good to, yeah, good taste in music, man. I like that. Thank you, man. I've been playing the drums since I was in like third grade. So I like I pretty much taught myself how to play watching those dumb YouTube videos we were just talking about. So like it's it's a big part of my life. And I started the long the hair is great for a drummer. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's perfect. Just like, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to start a band? I have a guitar right here. Dude, you play? Uh, I use that word loosely. <laughs> I have, I've had guitars in my life for a long time. I'm not, I used to jam back. I don't want it. This is not about me. No, no, yes, no. It totally yes, is. it is. <laughs> it totally can be. Whenever I see you next, I will make sure that my guitar or your guitar is there. And we will Ooh. I'm in. So you got to find a, a teammate that jams like at the old Yankees. Uh, Bernie Williams played guitar and Paul O'Neill played drums yeah. and they would just jam in the That's hallways awesome. of rain delays and shit. Yeah. You got to get a awesome. who's the guitarist on the Pirates. We need that. Well, we have Stephen Brault, who's like an unbelievable right. singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we always talk about like doing stuff and we never do just because life happens. And he got he got smacked around or I'm over my last million and we just don't feel like doing it. But we need to get on it. <laughs> You know, last year you came up, you're with, you're with them, like you said, and you get, you go back down when you're at AAA, the big brawl happens. Yeah. Uh, thank God. I what was like, <laughs> yeah. What was the AAA room? Like when you guys put that on in the clubhouse or it just happens, are, are you guys like what? And then when you get back to the team, do you even ask them like, what was that like? Yeah, or totally. Cause like when I was there, we had a little bad blood with Cincy anyway. And then, um, it, it was just kind of like, I don't think Clint or Dave Bell just really like each other at all. And that showed and it just like leaked yeah. into the team. So it was no secret. But when it happened, every person was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And it was a really good litmus test. I, I, I love that I'm telling you this. It was a really good litmus test for who really followed my career and who didn't. Because some like some girl that you like never really talked to be like oh my god i saw that fight that you guys mm. had on sports center like are you okay i'm like dude i'm an indie like i'm that wasn't <laughs> yeah. but some people are like oh like did you see that fight that you weren't a part of because you're in triple a and you suck and those are the real ones you know those are the people that good job <laughs> nice job <laughs> i mean do you do you uh trev what's the uh, brawl advice because it's a big thing where teammates look around and see what other teammates did right I mean, look, in the minor leagues, I was in some brawls that, like, were bad and people got really hurt. In the big leagues, I was never a part of one that people really got hurt. It's a lot of 
crap talk and you pushing each other, whatever, whatever. I honestly don't think it's worth it at all. Like there better be some real bad blood between the teams to be for punches to be thrown. It does nobody any good. Like if I'm really giving advice, I'm like, just diffuse, diffuse, diffuse. That's what I think. Yeah. Unless somebody I, is super I, disrespectful and needs a little shot, but most of the time yeah, it's not that way. Totally. It would have to get like super bad for me personally to like be the aggressor in one of those. Someone would have to say something completely out of bounds. Yeah. But because I'm usually pretty like calm and big, like friendly peacemaker guy. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, obviously, if someone like was going after my guy, like I would step in and help him. But it's usually in the ones that I've been in in my career, and I haven't played as long as you did, but I, it's usually like everyone rush to the center and then just talk. Yeah. And it's like, like, <laughs> okay, we could have, we could have saved this for later, you know. There's always one in the minor leagues, it's a, like I said, it's a little more dangerous because. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because people don't know they're not going to get fined $25,000 or whatever it is. But uh, there's usually one guy that's swinging for just because he's that kind of guy. You're just angry. Yeah. Then you get to the biggest and I think people start to realize like, dude, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to get fined. You know, this is not good for my career. And he works so hard to get to the big leagues. It's like, I'm not messing up in a brawl. Yeah. At least that's what I think. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to break my hand punching totally. someone for no I reason, you know? I always really respect people who just don't give a shit. Like Joe Kelly dropping his glove, be like, come on. Like, dude's got nuts. Like, he's got balls. <laughs> um, I'm never going to be that guy, I don't think. <laughs> it's not worth you know it. Who's the, you know who's got the best? Sonny Gray. He's been in like three brawls now, and his strategy is always the best. He just grabs someone and, and neutralizes them, and you're always like, damn, okay, Sonny. Little guy, yeah. he did that. Yeah. And then he, like, he wins a little. He didn't do much. He probably finds the guy who doesn't need to be neutralized at all and just pins him down. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, get some, totally. Get some easy points. Yeah. I got yeah. this one. Wow, oh, man. Crazy. That's, um, yeah. God, I, I want to go so many different avenues. I'll, I'll ask one of my regular questions, and I think you are the perfect person to ask for this because I think you're probably pretty good at being your teammates hype man. Who are yes. some of the dudes from the Pirates that need to be hyped up? And it could be, you know, I know everyone talks about Cabrian Hayes, who's supposed to be on his way, and he's, like, supposed to be, you know, an incredible third baseman. Who are the guys that you're hyping up on the Pirates or maybe on the way up for the Pirates? Yeah, I'll start with Cabrian just because you did, but I'll keep it short and sweet just because everybody knows who he is at this point, and his dad's Charlie Hayes, and he's the man. But you know how, like, <laughs> Everyone talks about, like, how shortstops are the best infielder on the field, whatever. When Key Bryan's on the field, it is the third baseman. Like, he's going to be in the conversation with the Chapmans and the Arenados. And I don't say that lightly whatsoever, but Whoa. his infield ability is off the charts. It's better than anything I've ever seen. I swear to God, I know you guys might think I'm crazy for saying that. but What's his name? That's what people say. That's why I yeah. asked. Wait, who is like, Give me this guy's name guy. again. <laughs> Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian. Key apostrophe B R Y A N. I mean, I'm, middle name is Kobe, so you know yeah, he's gonna be good. I'm, Kobe, I'm yeah. so sold on this guy already. You gave, <laughs> you already gave your endorsement. You said he's gonna be like Chapman, who's like my Dude, guy, guy. I swear, I swear. I'm all in. I am all in on him. Very good. He was having a good spring training. Yeah, too. he was. He he can swing it, but like his glove is Hall Different. of Fame, like as good as it gets. Mitch Keller. Kind of like me last year, like got punched in the face a little bit, had some bad luck, whatever. He's going to be awesome. He has all the tools and all the ability in the world. I think he's going to have a really long career. 
he's a even better person than he is a pitcher. Um, I, and, uh, like you guys said earlier, like, I think Arch is going to be a really good big piece for us going forward. And everyone's kind of forgotten about him with the whole trade and everything and yada, 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 but he works his ass off. He knows the game. He's done it at the highest level, two-time all-star. Um, I'm, I'm betting on Chris Archer all the time. So, um, those three guys are, are awesome, but definitely, um, if I, if Key Brian Hayes wins five gold gloves in his career i need you guys to have me back on this podcast in like 10 years and be like dude you were so right (laughs) (laughs) i'm all over it write it down bbd yeah how how far back do you and bellinger go uh super long our parents go back deeper than we do um our parents knew each other back when like before me and cody were born when ashley his older sister and quinn my older brother were born they were like friends back then and I think Cody's parents roomed with my aunt and uncle back in the day, like way before we were born. And then me and Cody just played baseball, like against each other all the time growing up and like travel ball. And then once we got to like middle school, we got to become really, really, really good friends. And we, we played on the same uh, club ball team. We played on the D back scout team together. And then like, you know, in high school, when you get to that age where you start going to like high school parties, and you start getting really cool and going to like other schools, high school parties. We, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah. did that. Cause he went to Hamilton <laughs> and I went to mountain point and we would just like bounce around the Valley and hang out. And it, it was great. And he was always really good. He, he's always been like an exceptional baseball player, but nobody ever saw like him hitting 40 homers a year. And he was kind of like key Brian Hayes. And the fact that like he could really pick it. Everyone was like, yo, this dude, if he were right-handed, he'd be a shortstop. Like, he's going to win gold gloves at first base. And ironically, he won one in the outfield, which kind of is a testament <laughs> to how good he is. Yeah. But um, we always saw that he was really good. And his dad played in the show, obviously. Clay won, like, three World Series in, like, four years or whatever. And um, we always give Cody shit because, like, his dad was just, like, a fringe major leaguer. And that's not anything to, like, slouch. He's He was great. One of the best 600 players in the world. But, like, we always give him shit because, like, Cody can't win a World Series. Like, Dodgers can't finish. <laughs> and his dad, like, won him like it was nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> man, your high school was stacked, too. I'm looking at this now. It was uh, Kevin Cron, Scott Kingery were both on your high school team. Kinger. And Cody's in the God. same town. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't know this about Scott. Scott has a twin brother, Sam, who's just as good as him in high school and just, like, never really loved baseball, didn't want to play in college. <laughs> but And now he's like, shit, I probably should have played. But he, Sam was unbelievable. <laughs> Sam and Scott, they both played. They both played up the middle, and I played first base because they were like seniors, and I really? was there. I was a sophomore. Yeah, I played first base. I was picking shit over there. That's but awesome. <laughs> what a what a crew! I mean, yeah. Scotty King, Cody B, you and and Glass. Now, I mean, I have admitted this on the pod. I I guess I have a thing for younger men. Yeah. A, fan of, <laughs> a big fan of all you young guys and that is just like, like that that's right up my alley that crew like what's that what are you guys like if this was not quarantine and you're just living in scottsdale i can't even imagine <laughs> the trouble that you guys get into my goodness are you yeah, all single it, yeah we all are um pretty much so we all bought we all bought condos in the same complex in, in scottsdale and uh it's mm. like it's like our version of college. Like we're not like degenerates or anything, but um, we all live together in like the same space. So Scott bought his place in 2017, I think. 
And then it became our meeting place. Like we all hung out there. I started bringing like friends from high school, all the baseball guys, and we started hanging out. And I was like, well, I'm kind of tired of like coming back to my parents' place every night too. Like I should <laughs> buy a place. So I bought one in the same complex. And then one year over the all-star break, I was in double A. Cody was in the big leagues. And Cody came over one day because they were playing the D-backs while I was home for the all-star break. I was like, dude, you should buy one of these things. Like the one next door is for sale. He's like, yeah, sure. I'm really rich now and bought it. Like, and now we all live there. And, I'm coming uh, over. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's, you, you seriously should come. come I'm going to buy one. Is there one for sale? I'll buy one. Come on. There is. There totally is. There's a bunch of them for sale. And they're new. They're nice. Peep. And it's just become like our thing. Patrick Murphy, who is knocking on the door with the Blue Jays, lives there. Bobby Dahlbeck um, is knocking on the door with the Red Sox. He lives with Kingery. They what is this? Stage, why don't we get our fucking reality yeah, TV crew to come like? Goodness. Dude, yeah. come on out. We, 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 we've been like jokingly talking about that. And we were saying like, if the season gets canceled, we should just like rent an RV and just like all of us just like go around the country and just hang out or do something. We'll call it like the canceled season and Netflix. Playing, playing baseball <laughs> around the season with John Boy Media. Yeah, we. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got you. Yeah. You guys are down. Uh, we have the rights to that now, and uh, <laughs> it would be great. I don't know if you know this, but it's it's in my Twitter bio. I am an RV driver for John Boy Media. If you need yeah. a driver and someone to take care of the young guys, <laughs> I am your guy. <laughs> I will go tell my wife right now that I'm going to be gone for a few months, honey. Just yeah. the There's some down. young dudes out there and they need me. Oh some man. That sounds awesome. out there who I, really need my attention right now. Yeah, oh yeah. I love that you picture this house and it's all these, you know, rich stud athletes. And then you like the camera goes inside the wall and it's them just sitting on a, a couch silently. And it's like, and I don't want the world to see oh me. God. I got, I'll send you a video of us singing it. Like you, you laugh, but it's real. It's oh my gosh, God. dude, that is fantastic! So what a baseball crew, right? Yeah. I, I had a cool crew, man. And it, it, is there like some twenty-two-year-old dude that like is in car insurance and he comes over and he's like, "Hey, can I hang out?" And you guys are like, "Nah." No, but we but we totally do. We we jokingly call it a cult, like we call our friend group a cult. Um, and it's not, but it's just because we like sit around and sing songs and hang out all the time. But like. One of my best friends from elementary school, his name's Jason, he's a school teacher. He like comes over and just kicks it with us. Just like normal, like we hang out with normal people too. It's not just like a baseball exclusive group where we're like, oh, we only hang out with baseball guys who are like cool and hot and young. You got a chance, Jake. You got a chance. Yeah, yeah, no, we're all, we're, we're all welcome for everything. But like, it, it is really cool because it just happened seamlessly. And just because we all grew up in the same area and we all kind of do the same stuff. So what's to attribute that, like that class of high school players? Like, did you guys have just a hell of a travel coach or someone driving you uh, to like, you know, I, what, what was it something in the water or is it just competitive? I think so I think it, I think honestly it has something to do, something to do with being from Arizona because like so many ex players grew up in air or settled down in Arizona where we grew up. And we yeah. were coached by all of these old time players, like who were raising kids as well. Like Omar Dahl coached us, Clay Bellinger coached us, Micah Franklin coached us, Kevin Young for the Pirates coached us. And there's always like a wealth of baseball knowledge around and an abundance of places to practice and work out and play. There was always a tournament, there was always a hitting facility, there was always an open field. And we just grew up in a time where like the D backs won the World Series in 01 and everyone was baseball crazy. I think it was just That's the perfect awesome. storm of a place to grow up for us, honestly. That's crazy. Do you, is your brother is your brother's class just as loaded? 
Um, no, not really. I think Carson Carson will probably be the only person that gets drafted from Mountain Point this year. But they have another kid named Ethan Long who's committed to Arizona State who throws pretty hard. Um, but he he's got. I mean, they they're talented, but I don't think you'll see like a Scott Kingery from that class or anything. Yeah, pretty bizarre to have three. Yeah, it's pretty I, nuts. CJ and Kevin Crone both went to our high school. Joe Mather, if you remember him, went to our high school. Um, it, it's crazy. Like, we, I think we always jokingly talk because, like, I think our high school has gotten more people to the big leagues in, like, the last 10 years than, like, ASU. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. That's a pretty cool thing to say. It's Your high dope. school should should put down the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously, seriously. I, I know another guy who is another, like, young stud who I love, uh, Dylan Cousins. Did you get you to play Cousy? against him? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Dilly Dilly, man. He um, – <laughs> He's a Scott. He's a Scottsdale guy, and I know he knows Scotty. Is is he in the crew or what? Yeah, he he comes around all the time. I didn't know you guys knew him because uh, him and guy. Scott obviously know each other from being in the Phillies organization mm-hmm. together. Dylan actually, my sophomore year, him and Scott senior year, hit a home run. At, he went to Chaparral High School, and there's like a church in right center field at that high school that's like 520 feet away, and he hit a ball into the parking lot. Like walked us off. They they knocked us out of the playoffs. Scott and everyone's like crying. They're done with high school baseball. It was crazy. So he told me a story, and we got to get him to confirm this. But his junior year, or maybe it was his senior year, he got kicked off a team for like uh, he got kicked off his team because he got like in an argument and ended up like getting in a shoving match with his coach. Wow. The follow- so I think that was his junior year. The following year, he transfers high school. And he ends up playing that team. This is what he told me. He's playing that team in the championship game and walks him off with a homer. Was that the team? No, 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 no. He didn't go to our high school. Um, this was like in the second round of the playoffs. Second okay. or third he said round. the championship game, he walked off the team oh, that he played for. Did he go to Brophy? Because I think they beat Brophy. He went to Chaparral his senior year. That's what it says here yeah. on his – I think I think Chaparral won state that year, but I think they beat Brophy. Maybe he went to Brophy before. Well, Brophy's this guy's like another young stud in that school. Yeah, he's another young stud in the Scottsdale area. I think he's yeah. should definitely get a chance in a big league somewhere. The Phillies just didn't have room for him. Yeah. But, I mean, th- this high school's got Dylan Cousins, Chance Adams was his teammate, yep. Ike Davis, Paul Konerko. What the hell's going on in I Arizona? I told you, man, there's something in the water in Arizona. Everybody, everyone goes out there for, like, the Arizona Fall League. It's like, whoa, this place is really fun. I should, like, live here forever. And they do, yeah. and then they have kids, and then they end up being good. It's just a formula, huh? I don't, I don't know. You guys want to raise your leagues. kids and like have them be baseball studs. AZ is a good place to do it. God, damn. Pack up the car. Um, <clears throat> damn. Uh, all right. Well, a couple things. I know Trevor gave you his baseball advice. Keep adjusting whatever he said. I don't know. Wasn't Who listening. Cares? Wasn't for me. Uh, life advice. I know I look 14. I just turned 30. A, love every day living in that condo with the boys because that's, that's time that can't be replicated uh, down the road. B, yeah. the other thing that I, I don't want to be too – and I guess this isn't a male-centric thing, but an emotion I just felt that I haven't felt in a long time. Dude, when you're in high school and you hear about that the first time you're going to a party at another high school and you're like, wait, there's going to be like different girls there? That's a feeling that can't be replicated throughout life. Dude, I agree. I agree <laughs> completely. It was it was exhilarating. 
my yeah. gosh. Jake, you didn't get invited to a lot of parties in high school. No, 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 no. no. I was a, I was a well, nine, I mean, nine green at nine guy. To be yeah, fair, Connecticut's like, if you want to go to another <laughs> ninth green at nine, <laughs> Connecticut, Connecticut, if you want to go to another high school party, I mean, you're driving like 40 minutes. Yeah. Through the woods. Yeah. You and Jenny Dell hanging out. Draw a straw to drive. Same high school. Whatever. Hey, yeah, that's where, our high, that's our high in, school. Where in Connecticut are you from? Uh, we live. I lived Middlebury, Southbury. Jimmy was in the Newtown area for a little bit. Where north are you going, of, Connecticut? North of Danbury, south of everything else. How far is that from Hartford? It's like uh, we it's went to school around. close to Hart. We went yeah. to college in New Britain, okay, where the cool. the Rock Cats and and now the Yard Goats play. What there. were you doing yeah. in the heartbeat? I ha- I had a I had my second best ever minor league off day in Hartford, Connecticut. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. We 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 drove in. I think we were going from like Bowie, Maryland, or something. And we we were stopping at our hotel, and like ironically, there was a, a John Mayer concert in Hartford that night, like yes. an outdoor amphitheater. And I like lugged up a bunch of my teammates. I'm running up and down the hall, like the the walkway in the bus. I'm like, dude. We're going to John Mayer tonight. Are you down? No? All right. Screw you. And then, like, go to the next person. And I got, like, four or five guys, and we had a blast. And um, and then got a bunch of hits in uh, the next day. And a pitcher from Hartford, which is the Rockies affiliate, Ryan Castellani, who grew up in Arizona as well, was at the concert with his then fiance, now his wife and the mother of his children. And he was pitching the next day and had – the PA person at the Hartford Yard Goats place changed my walk-up song. And we're on the road. We don't have walk-up yes. songs. He, they gave me a walk-up song, and they made it Moving On and Getting Over by John Mayer. And I went like <laughs> four for five, ruined his day. And I, I went, I hit like 800 that series. It was just a great oh, that's time hilarious. for my life. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, we, we used to go there and tailgate and then leave, right, Jake? That, the outdoor <laughs> yeah, concerts you, there? Were you at the uh, outside venue i forget yeah. what it's called now it's like comcast or something like that xfinity yeah. theater or something like that yeah it was the oh, outdoor yeah. amphitheater um it was really 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 fun it was a, a blast i love john mayer so we would drive there tailgate never go into the concert why not <laughs> he doesn't like we went we, we went to a f- you you missed so in connecticut that concert venue is a rite of passage because that's like the only place it's outdoor Dave like Matthews they, Band I've, in the summer. It's like every it, single it's person. It's kind of weird because I, I probably went to every Dave Matthews concert from when I was 16 to like 20. And then when you can legally drink, you almost age out a little bit. Gotcha, <laughs> but I mean, gotcha. dude, all the, I mean, the country shows there, all, you know, I, I, I won't. Those are the ones, those out. are the ones, the country ones. We did like Blink-182 and Dave Matthews. We went in, but the country ones, Jake, we would just go tailgate. I mean, the and no just shorts in the cowboy boots. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hartford's a good time. If you're in the right area, some bad spots at Hartford too. It was cool. Well, can I make you commit to something right now on air, which is basically a binding agreement? Yeah. Wow. Contract. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You and I are going to go to a concert together at some point. I don't care what it is. All right. 2021 when they're, you guys heard it. Who, who are you guys might just, I I will look, I'll travel. I'll do whatever. Dude, I'm in, bro. I love I love guitar-driven music, but the best concert I ever went to was a Little Wayne concert. So like, I'm a, I'm all about it. Anything. So sounds like we can have some variety then. But I'm down. Love Let's that. do it. Hell yeah. Contract. Hell yeah. Contract, I can't yeah. babysit your kids because I'll be at the concert with you. But I, yeah, that's what my wife is for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, built-in babysitter. And Does now she ever watch these? 
I love you. Huh? <laughs> Does your wife watch these? Uh, no, not like a full one. No. Yeah, she'll like watch the little highlight. Yeah, yeah, she'll watch. She'll it. watch the clip that we tweet out. It's just like I love the young dudes and my wife's my babysitter. <laughs> I, I have an affinity yeah. for younger men. It's okay, she probably I'm does too. Trevor and I love younger men. <laughs> she, she probably does too. Dude, uh, is there is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, you you were raking in spring training. Did anything change, or were you just doing it? Or I mean, do you want to talk MJ Doc? Like, I'll leave the floor to you, man. Yeah, uh, let me think. Uh, but, yeah, we can talk about spring training a little bit just because it's like a baseball-driven thing. Baseball. No one really cares about my off day in Hartford. But um, <laughs> I do. I, I very much do. <laughs> but, I, I, like I said earlier, I think it was a continuation of, like, swallowing that pill from last year and understanding that the game was trying to teach me something, that I did need to make adjustments to have success in the league. And, like, trailing that through last year in September – working diligently in the offseason, not just swinging, just a swing, because in my entire career, I could just like athletically show up and just be good enough to succeed and move to the next level or make this team or to make this club or whatever. And then once you get to the big leagues and everyone's as good as you, if not better, you have to adjust. So taking that into spring training and taking what I learned and what I worked on into spring training really, really helped me. I know you guys just talked to Yelly about hitting. I don't want to bore you guys with like hitting mechanics because you should talk to that guy, not me. Um, <laughs> but just the stuff that I put into place uh, really showed up for me. And I think that obviously I'm going to continue to have to make adjustments like Trevor was saying along the way. But I feel like now I have a foundation of understanding of what I need to do and what position I need to put my body in to have success. That's awesome. You got a great head in your shoulders, man. I'm, I'm excited for Thanks, your future bro. for sure. Appreciate it. Thank you. I am too. I, uh, fingers crossed health is good and everything works out, but I'm really excited and I, I want to play for a really long time and, and do a lot of cool stuff in the game. So hopefully all that comes to fruition, but yeah, I appreciate it. But, uh, MJ doc was crazy. I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching. <laughs> I have really bad ADD guys who could you guess. Yeah, give me a, give, give us some content recommendation. If you're watching a show, you're binging something. I just started watching Grant last night. I got gummied up and I watched it. That's a bad idea, Jim. I needed to be more like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to rewatch yesterday's episode because I was show, so. I was too gummied up. I have to rewatch it. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> what are you watching? Like, what's your? Are you an Outer Banks guy? Like, you're a young guy. Like, that I show could speak Outer to Banks. you. Um, I watched Outer Banks. I watched All American. Have you guys seen that? Oof! I was out on that one in like ten minutes. I. It's I so bad, it. but it's like whatever. You got to. It's kind of like Outer Banks. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like Outer Banks. Uh, and right now, like, mindless TV is cool with me. Um, yes. I, yeah. I watched Ozark. That's good. Ozark's really good. Yeah, Ozark's great. Um, but I kind of got to a point where I, like, got really tired of just watching, like, TV all the time. I've been watching a ton of, like, WWE wrestling. I don't know how any of you guys feel <laughs> about that. Uh, but that's, like, the only okay. live sportsy thing on. And my family yeah. gives me shit about it. They're like, I can't believe you watch this. I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, let me I've, I've grown to appreciate the entertainment value from it. 100%. I, there, was de there was definitely a hurdle for me where it's like, oh, this isn't real. And then I was like, dude, this is, it's yeah. real to a degree. And it's entertaining as hell. When they get a crowd to turn on them, that's yeah. impressive shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't watch it because it's real. I watch it because it's like a story I can watch. But um i don't know i watch a ton of movies like i'm a big movie guy more than a show guy just because like the commitment of sitting down and watching like 60 hours of something like kind of hurts me but yeah um i don't know just whatever man i i've been playing a ton of music like i've been playing the drums playing guitar 
I I don't know if you guys watched that like MLB showy thing that I did yesterday with uh, Bettis and Joe Jonas and all that, but me and Joe are going to do, Joe does these like live stream uh, DJ sets every week. And my older brother is a videographer um, and photographer. So if you guys ever need anything from John Boy, like holler at me, he lives in LA. (laughs) And um, (laughs) he, uh, he's going to shoot me side by side with Joe, like via zoom. And I'm going to play the drums over his DJ set and they're going to put it out like next week. So I'm really excited about that. But look at that. that It's pretty boring. My goodness. A lot. I love it. You're on the right path. Well-rounded. Like you said, this is trajectory. That's where you're going. (laughs) All about that life, man. That's awesome. It's awesome, man. Well, Hey, we appreciate you sitting down. This, this was a ton of fun. No no Um, doubt. I'm, I'm super happy to do it. Obviously you guys ever need anything in the future, you know, to holler and, uh, it's good to be a friend of the show. And my, uh, yeah, we'd be one of my best friends, Quentin, who always says that he's my manager and he deserves 1%. He'll love that I'm saying this, is a huge fan of you guys and would kill me if I didn't mention him on here. So Quentin says hi. All right. <laughs> what up, Quentin? Huge. Love it. Cool. We'll have to check back in when all this gets started and, uh, you know, we'll be following along. But yeah, we got to do some stuff in the future for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yes. I'll catch you guys later. Thank you so much. All right. Take man. it easy. Good See you, buddy. Cool. See you, boy. And there you go. You're probably smiling. That was a great conversation. I mean, he's he's awesome. We need to put a mic in front of him. We need to get on that RV. We need to get to his apartment complex. I can't believe, dude, when he dropped Kudal's uh, Iris on me as the first song. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like such a wild. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm like, what but are these I kids sitting down watching? It's got to be like some EDM, some festival. And he's like, yeah. but Some Kudal. rapper that I can't pronounce. He's very well-rounded. Like, it, I am buying all the Cole Tucker stock that's available. Like it's I'm, not I. It's, there's none left. Trev bought it all. So tough I luck, it everyone. All. Yeah. He, uh, A, yeah, actually go check out that YouTube because it is <laughs> it is a good video. <laughs> but the, the the image of them doing it uh, is is unreal. And, yeah, man, I mean, that uh, that it's just impressive. You, you walk away impressive. And, like, at, at one point I wanted to ask, like, what's a bad day for you? Because I, I, don't, I don't know if he has them. Do you know what also we're forgetting? What are we Not forgetting? only does he have this incredible personality, he's a big leaguer, he seemingly has life figured out. He's also 6'4". Yeah. Can't teach that. No. He walks into a room and everyone's going to be paying attention to Cole Tucker. No, thanks. It's one of those guys. Yeah. Thanks. What about five, six and a half? You better command the room, baby. You better have something else. Hey, Jake's got that in spades. So I'll give you that. <laughs> you better be able to. You dance, could do, you could do it, <laughs> but if you and Cole Tucker in the in the same room, I don't know, man. Jake at our college parties, I think he'd have the circle around him before for okay. uh, Co Tuck. Look, and, I'm a big Jake fan too, and I'd I'd like to apologize to all my fans because there was a lot a while there when he mentioned concerts in Hartford and he mentioned living in a condo with the guys. I mean, I was I was gone. I left my body. I went back in time, man. That's uh, he's 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 living he's living a solid life right now. Yeah. So everyone, go throw him the follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Tell him you enjoyed the convo, and uh, we'll we'll have to have him on again and do something because yes. that was just awesome. So thank you very much. We'll be back on uh, Monday, I believe. I think this is Friday right now as I speak. We'll be back on Monday with another episode.
Jim, BBD texted us. I, we were supposed to do a coverage gear ad, right? At the beginning? I think so. Ooh. I just do it right before we go to the interview. Ooh. All right. Uh, I'm still recording, so my audio won't be untouched. It's still recording. All right. Here we go.